The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Dig it. Dig it. The only Beatle track that reminds me of the 2004 documentary about the Brian Jonestown Massacre at Andy Warhols. Another good pun band name. Yes. Uh, That movie, Dig, with an exclamation point, was on IFC constantly uh, back then. (laughs) Back in the mid-aughts. Absolutely. Whatever happened to that channel? I, it's it's no longer available to me, and it's like I don't know. It's like a, a depository for old sitcoms, like Scrubs. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's a change, man. Uh, what can you say really about Dig It, Andrew? <laughs> this this track, if you want to call it that, only appears in the spectrifi- spectrified Let It Be. Even though the naked version is supposed to be the more accurate document of the barebones basic aesthetic the band was going for. In any event, if you're going to document the Beatles' mostly mindless jamming in their later years as a fly-on-the-wall experiment, it's probably for the best you edit it down to 50 seconds. Uh-huh. It is also interesting to hear the free association junk came up with. Why does Doors stay on his mind? Why the CIA and FBI? Did he know he would be monitored by them in the 70s? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe his paranoia was well-reasoned. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to lay my cards here out on the table a little bit. Uh, I didn't realize we were going to cover this song as a as a song when mm-hmm. we started this podcast. So it, imagine my surprise when I opened the document for this week, and uh, here this was. And I'm was sure like, you're like, yay! Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. Hey, we, we, and then we, I was like... We pledged, we made a pledge. Uh, we did. To cover every Beatles original track. Yes. And this and is this, technically this original. technically one, which then made me think, Maggie, Dirty Maggie May is that? Is that all right? It's a traditional that's arranged by the by the four. It is technically okay. a cover, so we don't. Yes. It's not in our purview. Correct. So yeah, I mean, of course, it is actually an original Beatles song credited to all four of them it's not a Lennon McCartney it's mm-hmm. all four all four guys uh, so it's 100% fit for discussion here and here we go so that being said <laughs> these intercut snippets of them making the record inserted into the album are really what make me dislike the original version I mean there's other things but it's like this just feels unnecessary after growing up listening to the album as the naked version as like just the songs mm-hmm. then there's like all this extra stuff like that's for the fly in the wall disc that i got on let it be naked like this is where it belongs like this i don't, don't particularly care to hear them do this uh so you know it just feels really unnecessary uh and i really couldn't care less about john doing free association because like he contributed next to nothing on this record so it just comes off as really lazy <laughs> So, you know, Roger, we got to, you know, do the Mick, Mick Jagger voice together. Not funny. Not funny. No. <laughs> uh, George Martin credited with Shaker on this track. 
Oh boy. His finest contribution. Mm. The Beatles' second all-group composition, technically, after Flying, which was an instrumental, if you recall, on Magical mm-hmm. Mystery Tour. Dig It was improvised during Studio Jams in January 1969. Um, the only person that I didn't know that John Free associated was Matt Busby. And apparently he was the legendary manager of Manchester United, most famous oh. for his talented young side known as the Busby Babes. This is now that takes okay. a, this takes a major turn. <laughs> Several of them died in the Munich air tragedy of 1958. Uh, Busby, though, led Man U to the European Cup in 1968 and retired a year later, shortly after Diggit was recorded. You would probably thought, well, I can't top this. John Lennon hmm. said my name. Uh, Diggit began life as Can You Dig It? An improvised 12-bar blues taped on the 24th of January of 69. Led by John, the Beals recorded around 14 minutes of the song over several oh, goodness. attempts. <sighs> it evolved over from a loose Like a Rolling Stone jam. A segment of the jam session, 4 minutes and 30 seconds of life, appears in the documentary film Let It Be. The participants are John on vocals and six-string bass, George Harrison on guitar, Paul on piano, Ringo on drums, George Martin on maracas, and Billy Preston at the organ. Also participating in the jam, but not heard on the released version, was Linda Eastman's six-year-old daughter, Heather. Of course, Eastman later became yes. Paul's wife. And she has a wonderful uh, part in the movie where she's sitting at Ringo's drums and scares Ringo. Yes. <laughs> Which is very, very sweet. I was going to say Heather and Ringo had a nice rapport. Uncle yes, Ringo. Yes, they did. <laughs> All the kids love Ringo. Uh, At the end of the last performance that day, Lennon spoke the words, That was Can You Dig It by Georgie Wood, and now we'd like to do Hark the Angels Come. The second sentence of the line is cut off in Lennon B's film recording of the jam session. And by the way, we Georgie Wood was a 4'9 music hall performer and child star. Still, I'm sure Andrew said, Not funny! It's, you know, it's, again, I don't get the jokes... I don't think anyone else probably thought they were funny then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not English. You're not? The earlier jam was... <laughs> the interjection actually comes from a different improvised jam recorded on that day. The earlier jam was much different, described by Beatles bootleg scholars. That's an interesting title. <laughs> Doug Selby and Ray Schweigenhart, who we quoted last episode... As sounding like a cross between a traditional sailor's hornpipe and a slowed-down rendition of Neil Hefty's Batman theme, as played on slide guitar. Taxman. Yeah, there you go. On Glenn Johns' May 1969 version of the album, then titled Get Back, it had a four-minute excerpt of Dig It. Mm-hmm. So that's a minus uh, minus one for Glenn Johns' version. Yes. Uh, the opening minutes of the performance featured Yoko singing wordlessly over to Beals' backing. Yeah. John dominated the latter half of the song, singing lyrics from Twisted Chat about Dylan's like a Rolling Stone, along with his own improvisations. During the middle of the jam, Paul repeatedly sang a refrain based around the words, Dig It Up. A segment of from this take... For eight minutes and fifty-two seconds and nine minutes and forty-one seconds was used on the Let It Be album with a slightly longer version appearing in the film. 
And that's it. That's all we have on Dig It, unfortunately. <laughs> Love Count Zero, Josie Scale, I, of course, uh, with all due respect to Mr. Busby. <laughs> to Doris Sir, Day. To Sir Busby. <laughs> uh, Doris Day and B.B. King. I give this a Josie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Josie for sure. <laughs> the Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah Someday we'll judge if they're fine